0: We're constantly bombarded with sights, sounds, and images of what we should be.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody has a a specific image of of what they think they should be, what society tells us that we should be. And that's something that, you know, we talked off air uh, having a goal weight. And so I've been overweight my entire life uh, since third grade on. So for the weight that I'm at now, for somebody that's been this weight their whole life, my body looks completely different. I had to have uh, skin removal to remove a bunch of skin, and even still, I struggle with the way that my body looks. So uh, there, I might hit a, a number on the scale, and it it's a great victory – But I have to accept the way that I look, and I have to understand that while uh, even technically based on government standards, I'm still considered obese. I'm in the best shape of my entire life. I uh, have never felt better. I'm able to do things that I couldn't do before. And sometimes we get so caught up in the way that we look that it we we forget just how blessed we are and the things that we're able to do. I I would struggle to tie my shoes. I would struggle to go up a flight of stairs. I would struggle to breathe you know all these little rudimentary tasks that we completely take for granted were struggles for me i remember the first time i went to california and i went to disney uh land for the first time with my friends and it was a few months after i had surgery living here in pennsylvania even coming to visit growing up kennywood was a huge part of our visits loved to go on the roller coasters well once i the last few years, I was so big, I couldn't go on those rides. And I'll never forget being able to go on roller coasters again. And I remember there was one specific ride that we went on it because the line was shorter than it was supposed to be the rest of the day. And it was even shorter once we got in line. So my friend said, what do you want to do? I want to go on it again. We went (laughs) on it again and we're in line and I started crying. She's like, why are you crying? Just a few months ago, I couldn't have done that. You know, so we, we, tend to not appreciate the things that we can do. We are so consumed with the way that we look and how we present ourselves that sometimes we forget our own capabilities.
0: So what you're talking about, we tend to discount the positives and focus on the negatives. All the time. <laughs> those, are, those are cognitive distortions when we, when we discount the positives. And on this show, we ask people to take another perspective, Andrew. Uh, I speak at a lot of rehabs, and sometimes what I'll do is say, you know, addiction's a matter of perspective. And I'll stand in the center and have them stand in front of me and say, pretend I'm a horse and I'll smile. I'll say, what do you see now? And if they're kind, they'll say the smiling face of a horse. And then I'll tell them to walk around behind me and I'll bend over and I'll say, okay, now what do you see? Uh, I see a horse's butt. And I say, no, and then they laugh. Uh, But I say, "Now here's the point. Did the horse move? No, they moved. Okay. So we can either have a negative view of life and have the lenses in our glasses reversed or turn around and look at it from another perspective. It's like you walk into a uh, doctor's office, they give you a glowing report, all the blood levels, everything is just right on target or above. And on your way out, the doctor might say, oh, by the way, Andrew, uh, you might want to, consider dropping 10 pounds. What's the only thing that you would carry with you out of that doctor's that office?
1: That 10 pounds. Well, that, that was the whole, like I said, you know, I've lost weight, gained weight, lost weight, gained weight, and being o- morbidly obese and, and being overweight, you go into the doctor's office and every time, you know, it was, I was pre-hypertensive. I had pre-high uh, blood uh, sugar, you know, all those things. And every time you you walk in one of the first things they tell you is oh you could stand to lose a few pounds that would help all this well duh like i'm aware that i need to make those changes but then they don't offer any help either
0: So that's quite often and on this show, we always talk about cliches that people use. Well, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. (laughs) However, no one ever gives you the water or the pitcher or the sugar or the lemons or the instructions on how to do it. And as we've often talked about before, a poor therapist, a poor doctor, a poor coach, poor nutritionalist will look at a person's diet or their lifestyle and tell them immediately about things they have to eliminate where we take the opposite and we talk about adding positives to a person's life first. So uh, I know it's difficult to even consider adding positives to your life when you're in depression. So talk about how uh, self-image and social interaction or lack thereof can lead to depression, Andrew.
1: It's all what you focus on. Uh, You can focus on all of the negatives. And, and that's the easiest thing to do. I, I, I've become a very positive person. I've suffered from depression. Um, I, I died in the back of a church building when I was 18 months old and was brought back to life. Um, and I remember at points in my life where I, I said to God, I said, if this is what you spared me for, why'd you let me live that day? You know, we, we can get into the pit and we can stay so focused on the negative or we can find the positives, and I, I've had people who haven't known me my whole life, didn't know that I was depressed, was never clinically diagnosed, but you know there's the lethargy, the eating, the, all those different things that are classic signs of, of depression um, and they they say you could, you can't understand, you're too positive you, you you haven't been in my shoes, and while I may not have been in their specific shoes, I have to even at this point continually choose positivity. It's a daily thing, and that goes back to the people that you surround yourself with, the things that you digest, whether that's social media, whether that's the music that you listen to, the, the, all those different things. You have to find ways to be positive. And when you have poor self-image, when you have all of those things, it's very easy to f- focus on the negative. It's a lot harder to fo- focus on the positive because that takes work. Negative is easy.
0: Negative is easier. Our minds tend to drift toward negative outcomes. And quite often on this show, we consider people to be like plants. So I often ask, well, what are three things that it makes a flower bloom? What, what are three things that a, that a plant needs? Uh, it needs water, soil, sun. Yes, yes. So what we translate that to in holistic wellness is the water taking care of your physical body okay? And we think about the sun, and in the 12-step world, we talk about the sunlight of the spirit. We talk about a spiritual connection with something. And then we talk about the soil is the environment, the people, places, and things that you surround yourself with. If we surround ourselves with friends who just the, we're the butt of their jokes, or, uh, we try to ingratiate ourselves into some type of a crowd because we think that if we get in with them, uh, they're the cool people, you know, I'll, I'll feel better about myself. That's not true. What you'd like to surround yourself with is like-minded people who give you encouragement and support like John Roden.
1: Well, and, and so I never got into drinking, but I had friends when I was younger who that was their resolution to everything. And I loved them as people. They're some of the, the, the nicest, most wonderful people that I've ever met, but their solution to their problems was every weekend to drink. And I hung out with them and I enjoyed my time with them, but it got to a point where, you know, it, you still had a problem when you woke up the next day, you're hungover, and you had less money in your pocket. The so you didn't solve anything. And as much as I enjoyed their company and spending time with them, I had to remove myself from that situation. I had friends who I had for a lifetime that I loved, but, you know, the people that they hung around with were not positive influences. You know, they were people that I I try my best not to curse, and they were people that spoke so, you know, used very foul language, Then I found myself, after working for so hard to remove those things from my life, that I started to talk that way. I started to think that way. So our environment is huge because we can just as easily go from a positive influence to a negative influence and then see that swing as well. So we have to be very careful with what we surround ourselves with because if it's easy to be negative – and I surround myself with negative people or negative influences and people that are doing things that are counterintuitive to what I'm trying to do, it's very easy for me, knowing my personality, to fall into those traps and to fall into those those holes. That
0: involves making choices. These are the tattoos that I have. I choose and I am. Uh, self-validation. However, at times, making those type of choices in the moment can be, can be difficult.
1: <laughs> I, I had, at that point, um, I, they were some of my closest friends and uh, some of my best friends. So outside of my girlfriend, that was the only friends that I really had. And for me to completely remove them from my life was very difficult. Um, and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I was prayerful about it. And even though I, uh, so I'm, I think I'm 10 years older than my cousin. Um, I started hanging out with him and his two best friends. Uh, they didn't like to drink. They didn't have foul mouths. You know, we were able to do different things outside of what my friends were choosing to do. Um, and that completely changed my life. It was a huge transition for me and it changed even, you know, the way that I thought and the way that I did things because not only, uh, Was I not around those negative influences, but I was also now an example for them. So I had to raise my standard and raise what I was doing to be a good influence for them.
0: Quite often what we do is we help people differentiate between emotional mind choices, which are reactive, logical choices which sometimes can be black or white thinking. And then we try to help people understand what a wise mind choice is. And a wise mind choice learns to respond rather than react. And a lot of people, would they say, oh gee, then a wise mind choice would be the obvious choice. A wise mind tra- choice would be the no-brainer choice, and I help them understand that making a wise mind choice can be difficult, and it can be attached to much pain, like, like, separating yourself from those negative influences who happen to be your best friends.
1: Yeah, and, well, it's even you know the the le- I have so my. Me and my ex-girlfriend, we broke up. It'll be uh, 10 years in in January. But even that, uh, because I think towards the end, we both wanted to break up. We just didn't want to be the one to do it. And so that last six months, uh, I gained a bunch of weight. We sat around and we were in silence watching TV. We were eating, you know, making poor food choices and doing all those things. And as soon as we broke up and I was able to uh, make some changes in my life, things really turned around, not to say that she was a bad person or that I was a bad person i don 't think any of us were in the wrong it we just didn 't know how to deal with the situation and it began to affect every aspect of our lives and so you know having the ability to say this isn 't working even though for it, we dated for almost five years it was a we had a really good run I had some fantastic uh moments and memories and, and things that uh, I would never take back. But sometimes it's saying, okay, as great as this is, it's not working out anymore.
0: Well, at times in people's lives, and we've spoken about this on the show, that life is like a huge ocean. And at times we, those currents flow concurrently. And then without really any animosity or ill will, those currents go in other directions. And at times we can, we can mourn the loss of an individual. However, at times you were together during that particular time, and and be grateful for that. Uh, we also seem to live in a world, Andrew, that is f- all about the quick fix. Uh, it also used to be about all these stackers. We used to buy them at the. Uh, gas stations were a big deal for the veterans until they, until mm-hmm. the government banned them and, or the, 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 all these type of diets and, uh, lose 30 pounds in 10 days. Uh, and unfortunately, Andrew, most of these things are directed toward women. Uh, if you look at men's health magazines and women's health magazines, um, There is 11 and a half times more weight loss advertisements in women's magazines. And as difficult it is for males to deal with being overweight, uh, females are held to a much stricter standard.
1: Absolutely. And I have a lot of friends that have had weight loss surgery or have lost weight naturally and still struggle with the mental aspect of it. They still feel that they're not good enough or that they need to lose more weight or that they're not attractive. Um, And so we see a lot of these quick fix things because there is that societal image that we need to meet. um, And an image and the way that you look is only going to last so long. You know, uh, the way that you live your life, the way that you represent yourself, the type of person you are is going to go a lot longer, but they prey on those people. And there are so many different quick fixes. And I have i can't say that I've tried any of the quick fixes, but there are so many different things where you see those quick results. You see 30 pounds in a month, and you're so excited. But if you don't make a lifestyle change and you don't change the way that you're doing things, you're very easily going to fall back into old patterns and then gain back and gain more. And then you've gone from this place where you felt great and now you're right back even worse to where you were before, and it's even more destructive
0: and getting back to the matter of perspectives again when we're talking about uh let's say you have a let's say you weigh two hundred and fifty pounds and you want to uh two hundred is your target weight uh and at times i what I try to help people understand that the scale can be their worst enemy uh we'll talk about that so let's say they weigh themselves after two weeks and they've lost eight ounces, half a pound. Okay. Now you can look at that from two ways. You can look at that either as a great start, or you can look at it as a failure and ask, well, what time's a dairy queen open?
1: It, it, oh my gosh. So I'm still a slave to the scale. I am trying to break myself of that. Um, but that comes with a lifelong tr- uh, up and down, trying to lose, try and, and gaining and trying to get lose And, and, you think that a number on the scale is going to change everything. And for me, that's been a difficult part of this journey. Even with having surgery, because I can consume less food, I'm going to lose weight. But even with doing cardio, with working out in the gym, there were many times where I would hit plateaus. And it is frustrating. And it is difficult because you're like, I'm doing everything right. I'm working as hard as I possibly can. I'm killing myself in the gym but the scale is not moving. Oh my goodness, this shirt that was very tight three weeks ago all of a sudden fits way looser. So maybe sometimes the scale doesn't always match up with our body composition. These jeans that didn't fit before, now they fit. Now they're loose. Um, And another part of it is being honest with yourself. You know, I know that some of my biggest struggles with the weight loss and getting to a point where I was at a plateau was me (laughs) with – this surgery, uh, because I can only eat so much until I have discomfort. Um, I would eat in smaller portions throughout the day. So I would graze throughout the day. And then I would go to the gym. I would kill myself for a few hours at the gym I'd get home and I'd weigh myself in the morning. I was either the same weight, maybe a little bit more, or maybe even just a little bit less. But I was like, I'm, what am I doing wrong? And then I had to stop and look and say, okay, yes, I didn't have a big, huge meal, but throughout the day, I ate all these things that added up. So the scale's not going to move. And it's then being honest with myself and saying, okay, I need to make changes. And, you know, that breaking that cycle takes time. But it's so easy to get defeated when you're putting in the effort, when you're working. And there are different things that have to happen in our body for us to lose weight. Um, and there are some times where we might lose a half a pound in two weeks And we give up because we went to Dairy Queen because it opened at 10 o'clock. And we had, you know, a blizzard and then we had chicken strips and fries and all those things to, you know, take care of the way that we feel. Or we could go for another week and then all of a sudden, boom, you've lost five pounds or 10 pounds. It doesn't always happen overnight. And then when you do hit those plateaus, it's because your body has acclimated itself to what you've been doing. And sometimes you have to change, you know, I've, Gone through all different forms of cardio I started with walking and then I started jogging a little bit and then did a little bit of running that 's more recent but i 've done biking i 've done the elliptical i 've done the arc trainer there 's a machine called a zero runner, which is a cross between a treadmill and an elliptical i 've done swimming. You have to change things up one to allow your body to to catch up and also to keep yourself you know from getting bored because if you just walked all the time. You're going to lose your mind. So you have to find different ways to to overcome that.
0: So you want to shake it up. We want to uh, achieve small achievable goals and reward yourself for that, not by going to the Dairy Queen, but in other ways. And keeping in mind that if the only thing that on our mind is losing weight – you're going to be a really dull person. Uh, there's so much more to life. It's just like if the only thing that you can focus on is not drinking, well, that's a, that's a, that's a really sad life. There's many more things in life, and uh, what we could do is learn how to refocus. Please check out our website at com, where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast.